0: Three down, one to go. He is now the WBO, WBA and WBC Super Middleweight World Champion after an interesting, let's say, fight against Billy Joe Saunders, the Brit quitting on his stool after the eighth round, having suffered what seemed to be a suspected fractured eye socket uh, from an uppercut in that round. Until then, he was very much in the fight, although he was down on all three scorecards. This is after the bell. I am Martin Dominant I'm joined by By Jones and by Declan Taylor to run the rule over last night's fight and to talk about what's next. We know what's next, likely for Canelo, but indeed for Billy Joe Saunders. By let's talk about the the eight rounds before Billy Joe was pulled out. What were your thoughts?
1: Um, well, to start off, the, the first round was pretty cagey, which I just edged towards Canelo. But you could see it the other way, that was fine. And the next couple of rounds he, he he seemed to go into a rhythm a little bit, and Billy Joe looked a little bit um wary. And I thought, oh, he's out of his depth. That's what it felt like. He's gonna it looks like he's gonna he's not gonna get beat up, but he's just out of his depth and he can't find his range, and Canelo's gonna just walk around and and, and apply the pressure. And but then in the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds, I thought Billy had did really well. He got he, he had a bit of success in the fourth, and you just see him the confidence exclude from him. He relaxed a little bit more, let his punches go, rather than single shots which weren't working. He was punching in twos and threes. And all of a sudden it was an interesting fight. But with Canelo, as always, whatever happens in the ring, he never panics, he never looks worried. He just has supreme confidence that he can get to you and wear you down, and I think that's what happened in a, in the seventh and certainly the eighth round. You no, know, where he visibly hurt, you know, Billy Joe Saunders, yeah, and just turned the screws. And then obviously, I it looked ominous signs after that. I I thought I was worried that I thought that the next few rounds were going to be a torrid affair for Billy, but obviously they've retired him in his cut on on the stool, and and there seemed to be some sort of damage to the eye, which. We don't really know unless you've, you've heard any news since the fight, because I I haven't really checked. But it didn't look that bad, i got to be honest. It, it was a swelling, but it, it looked like, first of all, when he went close, it looked like he couldn't see. But he had his eyes closed. He had his eye closed himself. When he opened his eye, it looked like he could see out of it. I don't know this, but it, no it looked like from an outsider. And I thought, it must hurt, but I've seen worse but we don't know. You know if it's a fractured eye socket or there's something wrong with the bone, then, you know, that's, that's a pain. Uh, that only Billy can tell you how bad it is, but yeah, it sort of went, I think Billy did better than what I thought he did, to be honest, you know, it was, you know, and, and yeah, I, but I always felt like that even over rounds where Canelo was having success, I still always felt, um, where Sonna was having success, sorry, I still always felt that Canelo Felt like and felt and looked like he was pretty much on top.
0: There were some scorecards, Declan. Well, oh, I say scorecards. There were certainly some scores going around Twitter. I think uh, Chris Mannix on the broadcast as well. Not Chris Mannix. Yes, Chris Mannix yeah, on the broadcast right. as well. Had, had Saunders in front, um, but I thought certainly K- Canelo was ahead by by at least a couple. How did you see it to the point yeah, of the stoppage?
2: I had it five three. Um, I think 6-2 was also not a problem. Depending on how you saw the first round, Barry alluded to it there. The first round was nip and tuck. I actually gave it to Canelo based on he just landed a couple of the cleaner shots. And I think the scorecards that we saw, I think one was a bit wide, but the ones that went on Twitter and people are saying it's a disgrace and he would have got robbed anyway. I think they basically told the story of the fight and that was Canelo was winning the fight comfortably, reasonably. I think a lot of people sometimes especially if you don't know a fighter like you don't know Billy Joe, you might score it based on the fact that he's doing better than you think. But actually, it's a bit like, it reminded me a lot of when Delphine Pursun boxed Katie Taylor the first fight. A lot of people had never seen Pursun, had no idea what she was like, and were like, oh, wow, she's doing well. Because they did just expected her to get beaten up. So then they're like, oh, give her that round. She's done much better than I thought. But if you actually look at it, even the rounds where Billy Joe Saunders was sort of doing well, a lot of the time, the two or three sort of best shots or best moments of success was still Canelo's. Certainly, the most damaging and more, more hurtful. So you're sort of like, how can you really give that to Saunders? And I must say, I thought he boxed well. I thought he, he started slowly, and I didn't expect that. I thought it would be the other way round. Maybe it was a few nerves or the, the, the occasion because he hasn't had that like that sort of size before. Whereas Canelo has had something close to it, um, and then he got into it. But even then, I think there was a clear lack of power. And I think there was a clear lack of any ability to really stop Canelo in his tracks. And there were a couple of rounds where Canelo was plodding a little bit. Um, and I felt like he was doing that, not because he was forced to, but because he was happy to, because he knew, okay, I'm getting to him, I'm getting to him, I'm landing. He was going to the, he landed to the body a lot early on, far more than you would want in a fight like that, under the elbow a lot. And he was sort of thinking, when's Billy Joe Saunders going to make some adjustments here? Because obviously He's so he's so good technically. You think, well, he's got to make some adjustments. So that's not that's going to stop happening. It never really stopped happening. And again, I wonder whether that was a result of inactivity or lack of momentum or lack of big fights where he's had to really switch on for long periods and make adjustments on the hop. And when he had to, it, it, like in the real heat of it, it just didn't happen quite quickly enough. And that finishing shot, an uppercut, Canelo had been looking for it all night. He'd landed a few of them. Um and, can I, and, and Saunders was still there for it. And you think, well, okay, well, he should be adjusted. Like someone of his calibre, he should be adjusting so that shot is out of the window because that was clearly a danger shot. And as it happened, he, he, that was the one that, that closed the show. And it was, um, I think it was a shame for Saunders because like Barry said, he was he was working his way into the fight. The fourth round, I think it was massive for him because it looked like it was just going to slip away. And it was like, oh, hold on a sec, he's in this. And he took some confidence from that. And then within four rounds, it's over. It was just it was a bit of a shame for him, but I think really that stands how good
1: Canelo is. I think that as well. I really do. I think it's... The thing with Canelo, everything he does is deliberate. Every punch he throws, every move he makes with the feet, the head moving, the, nothing's just to do it. There's always a reason why he does it and always a reason why he wants to do it. And I, I agree with Declan. He you no know, he was allowing, not allowing um, Saunders to work, wasn't bothered by on was working because there was no, nothing, no real weight behind or purchase behind the punches, but he was still losing those middle rounds, I felt, because he just wasn't doing enough. And I started to think you can get into a pattern, a good and a bad pattern in a fight where you, know, you just can you, know, you because you're not on the balls of your feet, you can not get, get on the balls of your feet. You can quicken up your feet because you haven't done it for five rounds and all of a sudden you have to change tact. But Canelo's a great fighter and all great fighters can do that in mid-fight, and I think he just needed to get his feet a little bit closer, and he did that. But uh, yeah, again, I think it was it, things that weren't working for Billy. Little tricks that he that he does naturally, because Billy's just a very reactive fighter. He just does things off the cuff. I think that's how he is. He'll train for a certain way, but a lot of he, well, a lot of what he does is just how he feels in the ring. But his little tricks weren't working. The, the darting you know, from a saltball stance, taking that step to the right, and then darting in with with, with the left hand over the top. Never worked Canelo, saw it a mile off, made him miss, threw the uppercut early, made him pay for it. And, and like I said, everything's deliberate, so every shot he throws, you feel. Even if it doesn't hurt you as such, and Billy never really looked, for, for the most part, some of the shots that he took, never really looked like he was really hurt, but he felt it. And that makes you double-guess yourself for every move you make there, and you know, if I make a mistake, i got to feel that again, whether you can take it or not you know you've got to pay the penalty for making a mistake. And that's what Canelo does so well. He cuts you down by forcing you to make mistakes or forcing you not to try things for the fear of making a mistake. And that's where he gets you.
0: I think you mentioned the the inactivity there, Douglas. If you you look at the the, the two resumes, if you like, over the last few years, on on one hand, if anybody tried to find a a chink in Canelo's armour, they had to go back six years and if anyone tried to find a performance of Billy Joe Saunders, as we've talked about many times, you had to go back about six years. And, and really, it's a very different fight and a different weight. And, and at super middleweight, Billy Joe Saunders basically moved up because he, he had an adverse drug test, had to give up his belt, it was a vacant title. And really, the last few years, he just hasn't been boxing consistently. Do you think. How much of an impact do you think that had, or was it simply that Cannable, whatever the situation, whatever the circumstances, was at least a couple of notches too good?
2: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a bit of both. I do think that if he'd been in fourth, that's what that's what I mean. I think Saunders boxed well, even off the back of a quiet few years. Really, imagine he'd come in on some momentum, or imagine he'd come in off the back of a big win, like an Andrade or somewhere where he's gone somewhere with a lot of pressure on, and he's won a fight where he's maybe not the favourite. And that level of confidence he would have taken because everything that we heard from him and from that whole side was that he can do it. He has the ability to. He's just never had to do it yet. But he has got that within him. And and there was a bit of that, I think. He probably showed glimpses of that. But what would have been better for him is if he had to prove it. And I was thinking, was is there a time really in his career where he's been hit, like really hit, really hit hard by someone, really troubled? Sheffat Asufi rocked him, but he, you know, that was... It was one-way traffic and it was just sloppiness. But, you know, even in the Eubank fight, he didn't really get hit that much. Andy Lee, murderous pun- one-punch guy when he when he needed to be, but he didn't land at any point in that fight. So I'm thinking he hasn't had a moment in a fight like this where he's been hit hard and buzzed and had to go, right, what am I doing now? That's never really come. And it's obviously come for him at the absolute crucial moment of a huge fight like that. And all credit to him for getting this far because that's how good he is. But... um I think inactivity and lack of momentum has cost him. I think his whole, I think throughout his career, really, and I think he's what thirty, thirty and one now. Um, a guy of his talent and ability, and someone who turned over so early, two, he's a two-weight world champion. But I do feel that he could have been, he could have. Achieved a lot more over the years. Like if you look at the fights that have fallen through on it, and it's some of some of it's no fault of his own, but it's just the way the way it goes sometimes. Like Kel Brook had a similar ish sort of period throughout in the sort of meaty part of his career where it just never happened. And I think I do think it would have been far better stead to beat Canelo if he'd had more momentum. But like you say, maybe Canelo's too good for it for any version of Saunders that turned up.
1: I I think he just is. I, th- I think I think you're right. I think Biddy could have been. Biddy was he was competitive and he yeah. showed flashes of of quality work. But I think if that fight gets to round ten, round eleven, or round ten, and it's really nip and tuck. You no, know, if he wins... if if Saunders would have been round nine, then all of a sudden that's a that's a very close fight. Then that's like that's a that's a one round fight. He had to work hard for every everything he everything that he that he that he, had, that he won. Every, every success he had, he had to work for. Every success Canelo had, he just had to make a bit more of an effort. So he's bo- he's taken the pace. He's boxing within himself. Now, Billy's a reactive fighter, so he's quite used to that to a, to an extent. But you, it's easy for, you, for someone like me to go back to myself, because I'll know I can give a scenario how I felt when I had to. I was a reactive fighter, not at Billy's level, of course. But... I had to react to other people, and I was fine. But when you do it against a guy who's much better than you, which I had to one time, it's a big difference because the panic is there. You don't feel you know You're not scared, but the panic's in your work. You can feel it. You're snatching your shots, your distance. You've seen that with Billy. Billy's got great judgment of distance and timing, naturally. And that wasn't there in the early rounds, which was a worry because you thought he had to start early to build the points to dig in in the later rounds because, as you've said, Declan, he's never been in a war of attrition, ever. Yeah even in a fight that's gone a distance, he's always controlled it. Even if it's, even the John Ryder fight, which is read to be close, it was still at his pace. And this wasn't, this was what, this is the pace that, even though he was moving faster, it was the pace that Canelo was forcing him to fight. So, and we felt that Canelo had more gears to go through. And Billy was full throttle on the offset. It doesn't matter if you can sustain that throughout, but you have a feeling that if, 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 Canelo could have up, up the levels which I felt like he could have. Billy couldn't have stayed with him. Which is fine. Which is fine. You know, he's he's found his level which is at the very, almost the very, very top. Well, he's a world champion. But Canelo's, now this Canelo is just different gear to everything. Different gear to everybody, really is. He's he, shown, he's learned our fights. He, he constantly evolves each fight. He really does. From the first Golovkin fight which I thought he lost. I thought he lost the second one actually. But that was a, you know, a real close fight, which I didn't argue about, the, about where the verdict went. But he learned. He adapted and learned, adapted and learned again. And the fact that he's always boxed quality opposition from a young age, let's be honest, from a young age, always box quality opposition, showed where Billy has taken an easier route, by design or not, or just or just dumb luck. He's taken. An, he had an easier route. I wrote down a list of all the, the last fourteen fights they had since he since he lost to Mayweather. And it's Angulo. All these names would be maybe the best names on on Billy Joe's record. Angulo, Lara, Kirkland, Cotto, Khan, Liam Smith, Shafaz Jr., Golovkin twice, Fielding, in Daniel Jacobs. see, even after Golovkin, he still boxed Daniel Jacobs, Kovalev, and Kal- where. A guy with his superstar status, when he's the money, could have took a, a lot of easy fights. Because people want to watch him because he's Canelo Alvarez. But no, he wants to test himself. And you compare that to the list of Billy Joe Saunders, and it's not a different level. It's almost like a different sport. And just that's so good. He's boxed at such high level for such a long time that nothing he sees is new.
2: Yeah, because you're right there because he's that the idea of learning in these fights that you know he if you look at that list of names the sort of adjustments he had to make to beat Callum Smith and obviously to beat Cotto in a way and then Khan there was an adjustment he needed to make throughout and it's just this little those little things and I think if you look throughout I guess those names on the other side of the coin for Saunders he's been the favorite in all of them just about he's been able to cruise through it because he's much better than them technically naturally. So he hasn't had to, like, even the Martin Murray fight. You know, he said that he was stood at the top of the ramp thinking about what he was going to have for dinner the next day and stuff. He wasn't switched on at all. Whereas, whereas um, Canelo's last fight was a world title fight in, you know, against a massive guy, a big event, and it was, I think, it just does something differently for it for your for your brain and for your mentality. I think it's impossible to guard against that if you're if you're boxing down.
1: I I conveniently I conveniently left off Fieldron from Canelo's records. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the last fight, but that's the that's the only easy touch he's had. You no, know, that's the, only, the easiest, and and you no, know, and Angulu was probably an easy touch, but at that particular time in 2014, Angulu technically poor, but was a big monster at like at like a super welterweight at the time.
2: And Chavez is the same. Chavez obviously much bigger than him at the time, and it, you yeah, know, now looking back on it, it was a mismatch and stuff, but you know. I remember at the time, there was people going, well, Chavez is big and whatever if he's in shape and stuff. But the but fact what, is, what they, look, at, they, look at the regularity they, of big, big fights he's had as well.
1: Yeah, but what name, what, name, what, what name on that record wouldn't massively enhance the reputation of, of Billy Joe Saunders if he would have beat one of those guys? Compared, no, Billy, there's, there's a few that stand out on Billy Joe's in, in that time scale. Actually, no, the Spike O'Sullivan and the John Ryder fights look better now than they did then. Yeah, because those guys went on to do better things after that Blandamura was a really good win Eubank Jr. was a good win but Eubank Jr. hasn't really done anything since then Andy Lee of course was a good win Akavov was a really bad performance Monroe Jr. you know I don't think he was ever like to pop world level David Lemieux is the one that really only really stands yeah. out as a as a really great win because he just was flawless but that, again but that performance was enough for Billy and that's the difference you No. Know, he beats Golovkin and then moves on as a fielding because you have to move up and wait to win a title, gets fielding, but then gets Jacob's cover, Eleven Callum Smith, where Saunders so beat David Lemieux, that was his platform to get onto better things. And then boxes Charles Adam and or whatever his name was after being out for 12 months Yeah, in a non-title fight. And then, and then a Sufi and then the other fella that he boxed on that YouTube show, you know, it's, it's crazy. And then Martin Murray, but the, Martin, not, the not the Martin Murray who was who used to be competitive, the Martin Murray really just having one last hurrah and, and getting the payday, which he deserved. So, you know, this, it's just a different mindset, really, and that's, and that's... And it was evident. And there's no shame in that. Listen, if you're going to lose, lose to the best out there, to be honest. Let's, let's be honest. You'll know, feel like he could have done better, of course, but you'll know in his heart that things he was trying weren't working and it was a it was a hard night. From the soon as the first bell went, you could see it was a hard night for him. And and that's how it goes. And whether he whether he carries on now, I, who knows? Because you know, losing's hard for anyone. And and it and it never gets easy. But when you lose your first time, it's, I'm I, I'm a coward. I retired. I lost one fight and I packed it in. But you know, it's especially something like Billy who's earned a lot of money. Where does he go from here now? You know as do you, sometimes people lose a fight and they lose something in themselves and then the door opens, the gates open then and you start losing more regularly. You might win a few fights then you might lose a few. Others go on and have more success, but now's a good time would be maybe to walk away. He boxed the best fighter on the planet, you know, was competitive, but ultimately got beat on an injury, which he can always use that as an excuse. And, and he walks away with plenty of money in the bank. And I think that it wouldn't be a bad thing for him at this age now, because He doesn't live the life they say. You say you don't play boxing, but Billy Joe has played boxing, and that's and that's it. No, it just shows how skillful he's been throughout his career. He's played played with the sport and still been successful, but you know, just showing now that when you get to the very top, that doesn't work.
0: Just a quick word on the stoppage. I know we don't know exactly what the injury is, the severity of the injury, but when it happened, I certainly was taken by surprise. Mark Tibbs did seem to signal very, very quickly as soon as he took a look at the, the injury that, that, you know, he, he couldn't carry on. What What were your thoughts at the time, Declan? Because I, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just me, maybe I'm a bad person, but my first thought was, no, he's, he's just chucked it here.
2: Well, I was surprised. I, I, I didn't see it coming. Apparently, Canelo said that as soon as he went back to the corner, he said he's, he's that's him done. He's going to be out of here now. Because to be fair, I rewatched the fight this morning, and the back end of that round is torrid. You know, Saunders is totally gone. Like his feet, he's just trying to survive. And he, you know, and he think like getting back to the corner it was obviously bad. I don't. I don't think there was a doctor there. Um, it was surprising. But I, I, I said to you before we started, it's one of those where it's clearly. Damaged his eye and he's in pain. It's his lead eye as well as a southpaw. So it's not ideal. He can't see anything. And there's been a lot of people saying he's quit and, uh, you know, this and that. And that's come up already. And it's almost like if that uppercut, which was a beautiful shot, had put him to sleep, no problem. Not one person would have had a problem with that. But because he's managed to withstand that shot, you know, in the eyes of everyone, he's on his feet, but his eyes caved in. Then 30 seconds later, when they're like, he can't carry on, He's a quitter, or someone's quit. There've been, I know. There's comments. His comments he made about Daniel Dubois have been have been um, dragged up, and there was a lot of people who made comments about Daniel Dubois at the time. I think the difference here is that he was obviously on his stool, and it seemed like Mark Tibbs made the call. But I watched a, uh, an interview on Boxing Social this morning with Tibbs, and he says that it was just Billy Joe's body language. He just had to he had to pull him out at that point. So you know, it's grey areas, isn't it? And we spoke a lot about after the Dubois fight that. You know, having your eye caved in by a punch is not, that's not you quitting. That's you getting beaten. That's you getting put in a position where you're no longer able to continue. But I do have to stress that I say this as a civilian. I'm not someone, and if you see all other professional boxers, they seem to have a much different view on this. And I'm interested to see what Barry says that they've obviously lived by that code that they would never quit and you can't quit. So then when someone does it, they feel sort of personally, you know, uh, they they feel well. I do it. I I've, I would never quit. So what, how can you? But as normal you know, as non boxers like me and you, Martin, we, it's easy for us to say that. But I don't think you know. Mark Tibbs pulled him out. so it was no. He didn't take a knee. He didn't say no mass. None of that. It was a strange ending, and it was one that I think always leaves a bit of a sour taste, particularly to Canelo fans because they want to see blood, basically. Um, but I'm interested to see what you think, Barry, and what your initial reaction to it? Because it did yeah. sort of come out of the blue a little bit.
1: Think, well, it did. well, it was a great shot and, and, and you could focus on that, but and we, people people's now sat, it, what it'd be now, it'd be like it was the same with with with, with, um, with Calbrook, orbital, 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 yeah, the, or whatever it was called, damage to his yeah. eye, he broke his bone or whatever it was. Nobody knows that. Was, nobody, and same with Danger Ware. Someone mm. just says that and that becomes a med- medical fact all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, that was mentioned with Calbrook on the night. Before he's seen a doctor, oh, that's an orbital, or, orbital bone that's broken. Calm down. Same with Canelo said in the interview. He said that, uh, you know, I, I broke his cheekbone or something like that. You no, know, He felt he felt something, but he doesn't know. Like, oh, that, that, that'll become the story. And that might be the case. All I know is Daniels about quit. He's not a quitter, but he quit. Mm-hmm. He took the knee. It was his choice to give in. That's by definition is quitting. He's given up. You no, know, The word quit sounds cruel, but he's given up and we all have a we all have a point where we can't take any more i went down six times in my last fight and i got up six times and i'm so proud of that more than i was of winning the world title in many ways cuz it showed i i i could dig in but i was on the ropes getting punched to pieces and and i could hear my dad told say and my trainer Ronnie. and my dad said i'm throwing the towel in and i heard that and i didn't fight back there was no fight in me I, I got to my point. That was my point. I got up six times. My ribs were hanging. I did the best I could do. There was not, but I heard him. So, uh, am I a quitter? Well, by definition, I I didn't. I I was I was given a, a, a signal that I was going to get pulled out, and I didn't fire back after eight rounds of hell. So you know, and I no one calls me a quitter. I was lauded as how brave I was, and I, I went beyond you know what most people would do. You don't see it that way, and. So the with, same with, with, with Dubois, he decided t- he to take the knee. Billy in the corner, he didn't quit. His corner did the right thing and pulled him out because he wasn't responsive in the right way. So, But Billy knows he's being pulled out and doesn't argue it. Now, he, he got to his limit. He tried his socks off. It was difficult for him. He got hurt. We don't know his pain. That's all I would say. But the thing with Billy, the way he acts outside the ring before the fight, and the and the and the comments about other people and the way that he that he always goes on about you haven't fought no one with my heart and my my will to win and to go on your stool. No, that's going to go back and haunt him, and he's going to have to live with that. That's what I would say. So I don't blame. I think Matt. I think Tibbs did the right thing. I do because he was hurt, and he was and not going to win the fight. You, from after that round, it was going to be a torn affair. And so, yeah, I, I don't blame him for doing that. But Billy was in a position to say no, get up, and complain, and he never, because the eye, the eye was hurting him. It looked like he could see, but maybe we don't know what he can see. The eye was open. That's all I know. It looked like it was totally closed first of all, but as as the, as the camera stayed on him, you could see that he that it, uh, he could open his eye. So theoretically, you would think that he could see through that eye. And if you can, you want to think you can carry on. But if the, if he has broke something or this is the pain. And it's is unbearable, and you, and you, and more so. You, 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 sometimes you're exhausted, and that might be the biggest factor. You was hurt, but exhausted, and then you just think, oh, I've done everything. Like you know, there's nothing in me. Sometimes there's just nothing in you. You, you. It's the same if you go for a run without the without getting hit. Sometimes you just got no legs left to, to to go that extra quarter of a mile, half a mile, three steps. There's just nothing there. You hit that wall, and that can happen in the ring. And I think that might be a factor there. And Mark Tibb knows him quite well for over the years, of course. And he, and, and he, and he pulled him out and saved him. Because he thinks that we've got a mountain to climb from here. What's going to happen? Canelo's in the other corner doing press-ups. You know, he was full of life. And that's that's the worry. Yeah, but he's going to
2: get caught. He's, he's going to the crowd and everything,
1: innit? You know, It's, it's all... It's, exactly. Yeah. You, know, it's, it's, you see that. You look over there and you just go this, this, and like, you can't go back on for that. That's, that's, yeah. This is my job. This is my job to do that for you, and it's always the right move. But he's going to get criticized for it. But you know, he's a big boy, and the way he dishes out criticism, you know, he's going to have to take it. But listen, it's fine. I, I think we can focus on that too much. in actual what we're what went on in the ring. Yeah, he did his best. He had moments of success, but ultimately, the superstar of the of, the, of world boxing. You no, know, maybe the biggest. The best all-round fighter in world boxing by a million miles, which he is right now, was too much for him. What's wrong with that? That's fine.
2: My, my feeling watching it back was that if he kept, if, if he hadn't been pulled out at that point, he would have gone in out for the ninth and would have got, he would have got iced in a minute or, or less. You know, it's one of them. Yeah. And so then he, it's he, like, well, there's no difference there. But you're right. What happens is you encourage a pylon by the way that you have spoken in the build-up and the things you've said about yeah. other fighters. Like so you are right, that's 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 just the nature of that's the nature of being in the public eye, I guess.
1: But and the nature of selling the in this in this industry. We see it so many times with people, you know, the way they, they, they think they have to act like an idiot to sell yourself. But then you know, when everything's going great, you know, it doesn't matter, you can say what you want to say. But when things do go against you, you have to just take the flack. I think that's you know, the, you're rolling the dice with, with emotion and that's all that's all it is. And so you know, you'll take all the flack, but it won't last long, it lasts a couple of weeks. And if he retires, then he just retires and that's fine. If he carries on, you will get a little bit of jip, but he'll go, he'll, he'll, his next fight, he'll dance around someone, stand them on their head and tell people, you know, I'm back to my best. So I think that's how it is. I, I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I, I, he'd be fine. He'd be, listen, I don't think, he don't care, Billy Joe Saunders. I don't think, we've got, I don't think nothing bothers him. That's why no. I wasn't about him swallowing the fight with the crowd. You know, he never experienced that in his life. Billy was never been a great ticket seller, so most of the fights he's been at have been in the arenas, even when he's topped the bill. The only real one was the Eubank Jr. one, which was packed. But then Tyson Fury was on that show as well, so there was loads of travelling community there to cheer him on. So that, that what, he, what, he, what he experienced on Saturday night was something like no one gets to experience, only people who fight Canelo. But I knew just from his the way he is that I wouldn't bother him. And I don't think he did, to, be, to his yeah. credit. I think he just no, he said he's a guy who was too good for him. And, and that's that. Uh, and I've said the same thing 55 times, but that's how I feel.
0: We touched on what's next for Sandra S- S- Declan, but when you look at his inactivity over the years, you look at his lack of facts and you look at, the, you know, I, I can imagine without wanting to put words or, or thoughts into very Heron's head or mouth, Probably a sense of relief that Canella won. Uh, I don't imagine Billy Joe Saunders is particularly easy to work with. I think we saw that in the build-up. It does feel like perhaps the best and easiest thing for a lot of people would be that if this was the end of them.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But I do think that you only have to look at his reign as champion in two divisions to to realise and see how hard he's been to get a fight when he's a champion. It's like, or you know, how ineffective they've been at nailing anything so now he moves well and truly into that who needs him club because he's you know he's going to be a hard night for his southpaw slippery all that sort of stuff but also he's got no belt anymore we couldn't get a fight when he had the belt or you know he had to wait this long for one I just if you look at the if you look at the two divisions that he operates within and you would think he's really just a super middleweight now I wouldn't think imagine he would do, ever do middleweight again you just think, yeah. Well, who's he going to fight then? They couldn't make the Andrade fight when there were belts on the line. You look at the rest of them. You look at Plant and stuff like that. And I don't know. I I think it would take a campaign now for him to get anywhere near back to world title level. You know, he'd probably have to get a mandatory position, and which it is a long old road. So, I think I agree with Barry a bit that he's got a lot of money in the bank now after last night alone, let alone everything else. All the other money he's made in his career. He's got a young family. He's. You just think, what? why why would he go again? He's a two-weight world champion. He lost only to the best in the business. I don't know. I can't see a route back, and I can't see... How do you plot that? Even, you know, how does Eddie Hearn try and plot that? Because it's not like he can market him. I don't know. He's now seen as the guy who got pulled out against Canelo. It's not like he took him the distance and gave him some trouble, and he can market him like that in America in other fights now. People think he's a busted flush in America, which, you know, wrongly, but they, you know, wrote him off before. And it all came true, and now they would be like, well, why do I want to see him against anyone? Um, I personally would still like to see a Eubank junior fight, rematch, because I love that sort of heat and um, sort of uh, the build-up would be amazing. But Eubank claims that he's a, a middleweight only now. So with that in mind, that wouldn't happen. So I don't know. I, I think, yeah, I think we could, maybe we've seen the last of him. It depends how bad the eye is as well. Look at Kelbrook did one, did the other in the next fight or whatever it was. So yeah. it's not it's not going to be easy for him physiologically either.
1: I think the Eubank Jr. fight doesn't happen because Eubank will go on the A side now.
2: Yeah.
1: So it, break, it breaks down there. And that's another thing with Billy. All of a sudden, I was going from seven figures to low six figures, which is, sounds great to me. But to him, he's going to go, yeah, we'll give you 100 grand for your next fight. He's going to go, oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm, I was getting seven figures then. Yeah, we've been beat. It's a different scenario now. All of a sudden, you go, "Whoa, no, you, you're not. You no, know, you haven't got that title. You're, you're not a world champion. You're not. You don't bring nothing but yourself. You don't sell tickets. You, know, you don't. You know, maybe you're not that TV friendly at, at times. So he's been in some good fights. He's you no. Know, it's not because not about how skillful you are anymore. It never has been really. It's about your markability, and and, and his is not always that great. So you know, because you can, you got. Do you want to invest in a guy who's 31? And, and, and is he 31, 32? 31 32, 3132, who's had 31 fights, who might disappear. He reminds me a lot of a Cuban fighter where you know, the Cubans, like they, kept, they were brilliant. They come over to America and they train hard. And once they won a world title, you wouldn't see them until they spent all their money. And then they come back. Gamboa is the perfect example. One of the most talented fighters you know, there's been in recent years, who would just eat and party He'd win a world title and he'd go away and he'd eat and he'd come back at a new weight and then he'd he'd fight again and then you wouldn't see him. So, how can you invest in a fighter like that? Billy's I'm not saying Billy spends all his money, but he's similar now. He has success and he disappears and goes off and does his own thing for six, eight, ten months. How can you invest in a fight like that when you're trying to build something for a big fight? There's Callum Smith fights, always a fight there if Callum Smith can stay at super middleweight, but then again, that fight for the both of them is going to be you 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 you're knocking a naught off for each one straight away, which you no, know, that was a seven-figure fight for both. Now it's a it's a six-figure fight, and, and they're going to be low balled. This is, this is the fight that get you back to there again. Not this is the the fight it, uh, that was the fight in Britain. Now it's the fight that gets you to a bigger fight. Uh, so I yeah I, don't, I think you know, I I think is is maybe is is pride alone would say if you're not going to pay me real money, I'm not going to fight again because his definition of what he's worth now is not his real worth anymore.
0: And just a final word on Canelo, any reason to doubt that in the next well it'll be what four months he will be the undisputed super middleweight world champion?
1: No. No.
0: <laughs> leave us leave it at that. No.
2: Yeah. Caleb Plant as well, look at the look at the style, he's just he's just dealt with someone in that style perfect warm up to go. I know he's orthodox but that same sort of he's going to have no problem, no problem. And they will have no problem making it. And like, we always, we should always celebrate when you get a full belt champion, a hundred percent, because it takes so long. We don't get them very often. It's what we need. And uh, there's no dispute. And he's the number one division, but it would just be, it would be nice to finally get one.
1: And then he gets to fight Zach Parker then. Yeah. <laughs> he's not on number one for, Imagine so going number one for, for Canelo Alvarez when you're not quite ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we talk about there being we need more for belt world champions I tell you what this could be the year of them and the first one will be our next show in two weeks time Scotland's own Josh Taylor takes on Jose Ramirez for all the marbles at super lightweight I think that will be a slightly more normal time for us UK fight fans but I'm not too sure whatever time it is we'll be here and I hope you'll be here to join us Until then, do take care.